It's like self-validation to continue doing what you're doing that feels in alignment for you. Like I have never felt so validated in my life when I got my human design chart read because I was like, oh my God, like how I feel, how I move, how I make decisions, that is right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very exciting episode that I'm so excited to dive into. I want to give you guys a really quick, I promise it's going to be quick, listen to this intro before you just skip it, of what to expect in this episode so that you're all set up. What we're doing in this episode is we're diving into astrology, which I'm really excited to talk about. And in specific, what we're using as an example is my astrology chart. Now, there's two benefits to this episode. One, you're going to get to know more about me and more about like kind of the vulnerabilities that Carolina kind of pulls out of me that I'm like, whoa, that is me. So if you want to know more about me in a way that I cannot hide from, because it's literally written in the stars, then make sure that you keep listening. And this will also, I feel, be very validating for any of you that want to know more about me in terms of my job. Because as Carolina really unpacks And, you know, she read my birth chart before we even got on. And she said to me, and she's, you'll hear it on the episode, um, like your birth chart is so fucking spot on and everything in there, it literally even relates to the intensity of how much I love my job and like the commitment that I have to my service and to my work. Um, So that was really interesting, number one. And I feel like really awesome for you guys to hear about. And the second thing is that even if you are like, I've got nothing similar to Monica, I'm not a Sag, I'm not fiery, whatever it is, that's fine. Because when you listen to other people's shadows or vulnerabilities or strengths or things they need to think about and reflect on, it can, in a positive way, it can trigger you to reflect on these things yourself. So there is something for everybody in the episode, because as we're kind of pulling different components out of my chart, even if your chart is completely different to mine, the questions that Caroline is asking me and the things that we're talking about could spark so much healing, so much realization, so much validation for you that could allow you to take some pretty big steps in your life to change things, to reevaluate, to reflect, all that kind of stuff. So please enjoy this episode. I'd be making some notes, whether it's on an iNote, like whether it's on your little like notes app as you're going for a walk or whatnot. And then of course, make sure that you tag me and Carolina in the episode as you're listening to it and share with me what you loved about the episode. And maybe also I'd love to know what is so obvious in my birth chart that even you know, if, you know, like especially if you don't know me personally, what is so obvious to you from my birth chart and maybe what you didn't know or what you didn't expect to learn as well. I feel like I'm pretty open and authentic with you guys, but there were a few things that she pulled where I was like, damn, yes, this is so real for me and so true. And I know it's also real and true for a lot of you as well. So I'm going to shut up now. Enjoy the episode. Please do not forget as well to look in the description below for all the links to everything. If you're not sure of what offering is available right now of mine, what is launching, you can check it out below um, for all of the details. And as usual, our inbox is always open. You can send Olivia an email sharing what it is that you're wanting to work on. She'll cross-reference it with me, and then we will give you some advice on the best next steps to take so that you can heal your stuff as quickly and as sustainably as possible so that you are living your dream life ASAP. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a very special newly engaged guest. Yay. (laughs) All the diamonds. We love it. Um, Carolina, do you want to introduce yourself and just let everybody know a little bit about you? 
Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. We did a little podcast swap, so our episode will be up on my podcast really soon. But Mm -hmm. hi, everyone. I'm Carolina. I am also known as the Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm a content creator that focuses on empowering women through holistic health. So basically taking a broader perspective to health and wellness that goes beyond food and beyond exercise and incorporates like your mind, your body, your soul, like everything together and also tying in just like healing your relationship with food and improving your own self-love. And I also have a podcast called Inner Growth and I also am like, I don't call myself an astrologer but I know a lot about astrology I'm like the astrologer friend and I do birth chart readings as well I offer them but I just don't like have an account that's only devoted to astrology and I'm super excited to dive into all things yes birth charts today so that's our focus for um today's podcast guys we're gonna go a little bit through my birth chart which is always fun because i've done my human design reading online which is honestly kind of scary because i'm like oh my god what is everyone gonna know about me now um but i feel like it helps people know more about me but also we will throw in some general knowledge and everything so that you guys can then go and look at your own birth chart and apply it to your situation so before we even jump in can you share like Tell everybody how birth charts are legit because I hate it when people say to me, birth charts are not legit. Like it's not real. And I'm like, okay, read your birth chart and tell me that isn't you because I've had my fiance who was the least woo-woo person ever. We've done his birth chart and it is him to a fucking T. <laughs> like literally in it, it says that he will likely marry a Sagittarius that is from abroad. I am a Sagittarius that is Australian and he's American. <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what placement that was. I'll have to send it to you later. But he's a double Virgo and an Aquarius. I'm pretty sure that's right. He's a lot of Virgo in his chart. Oh, but his North Node, I think, his North Node, like the direction that you're going towards, is Sag, which is so funny because I'm a Sagittarius. Literally, I also have to say, like, when I open your chart, I gasped. Like, I have never seen a chart that made so much sense to me. Like, I was like, it, it is literally you to a T. Like, a hundred and thousand percent. It's so good. I'm sweating. Oh, my God. You're making me nervous. Okay. <laughs> There's no hiding in this episode. Literally. Literally. But, yeah, I can kind of dive into, like, what a birth chart is. and Because I think yep. a lot of people get really confused. And we were talking about this before we hopped on. But sometimes you'll hear, like, fifth house, like, random things like that. And it feels really confusing and overwhelming. And astrology is, like, a language. So, like, to understand, if I say, like, you have a sun in Scorpio in the fifth house, like, if I say that, you have to know what each of those things mean to, like, piece Mm -hmm. it together. It's, like, a vocabulary. So, I'll kind of just briefly explain how it works. So, a birth chart is basically a snapshot, a snapshot of the sky when you were born, like, the second that you were born. And a lot of the times when the first question that I get is, like, what about twins? Well, Mm. twins would technically have pretty much the same birth chart. Maybe by a few minutes it would be different, which could potentially change the rising sign, but wouldn't change anything else really that much. But that's where like your actual lived experience impacts the way that the birth chart comes to life because Mm. everything has a light and a shadow and everything can be expressed in either of those ways. So you could have an exact birth chart as someone else, but still have it manifest differently based on like 
your upbringing, your school experiences, the people you surround yourself with, the jobs you choose, like all of that can influence the expression. But essentially, it's a snapshot of the sky. So it shows all of the planets in the sky in the moment that you were born and which signs they were in. So like, for example, today, we can look at the sky and see what it's like and what vibe we're currently living through. And then if someone was born today, this is the energy that they would like embody, basically. Got it. Yep. Love that. And your rising sign is determined by the time that you were born. So if you don't know the time that you were born, you won't know the structure of your chart because the rising sign is really important. It's what basically determines the houses. So... The planets are aspects of your personality. So, for example, the sun is how you shine. Mercury is how you communicate and how you think, how you process information. Your Venus is how you kind of show up in love and in relationships and what type of things you might want to do regarding to money, how you like giving. Mars is like how you take or like what you attract or the types of things you feel passionate about, like everything every planet represents one of those aspects of like your psychology almost like your personality and then the signs are like how you're gonna demonstrate those things it's like the vibe it's like the energy got it okay and for each of the signs there's four polarities so there's fire earth water and air and those and for each of those there's three so like Mm -hmm. for example the fire signs is sagittarius aries leo etc And then the last thing is the houses, which for a lot of people is like the last thing that they learn. Like once you learn the houses, you're like, okay, like this makes a lot more sense. And the houses are determined by the rising sign. So when you know someone's rising sign, that sign is going to rule the first house. And then after that, it's going to go in the same order as like all of the signs normally go in, except for you, it's going to be in a specific order. So let me just give an example. I'm an Aries rising. So my mm-hmm. first house is Aries. Then my second house is Taurus. My third house is Gemini, then Cancer, then Leo, then Virgo. It's like the same order that it goes in the calendar year, except that's my house kind of order. So you Got are it. Gemini rising. So Gemini is your first house. Cancer is your second house. Leo is your mm-hmm. third house, etc. So it's still going okay. in the same order of all the signs that you normally would have in a year, except in the houses for your chart. Got you. And the houses are like areas of our life. So example, first house is your identity. It's your ego. It's your body. It's like how you identify in this world. The second house Mm. is your relationship to money and like your sensory experiences and self-worth. The third house Mm. is how like you talk, think, your friends, or sorry, not your friends, your siblings, your neighborhood, your local environment, etc., so I could like I can definitely go into the houses if we want to kind of dive into that even more. But basically, that's kind of the context. So let's okay. say you have your son in the second house. You're going to shine in things that are related to that house. So you're maybe going to feel most like yourself when you're talking about things that involve the five senses or when you're mm. talking about money or when you're feeling empowered in your relationship to money or when you work on your sense of self-worth, etc. So that's like the context for how that personality okay. trait is even more present in your life. This is a whole other language. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of like, like, oh my God. The overview. Okay. 
Okay. Amazing. So before we even jump into mine, what is the best website for someone to go to get their birth chart? So I use a site called astro.com. It's free. Mm -hmm. So you can just go to astro.com and click extended birth chart selection. And then when you click that, then you can kind of like just put your information. So like your name, when you were born, like the day, time, and the location. And then it'll show you your chart. But it's going to show you your chart as like, basically this pie with like symbols and icons like it's going to be a little bit more like a real snapshot of your of the sky Mm. of your chart and then in the bottom you're able to see like the sun plate like all the names so like sun and sag mercury and capricorn etc etc um but this is more like the technical one that i use there's also a bunch of different apps that you can use that will give you maybe more of a description already of each okay. of those placements, my favorite ones are Sanctuary, Chani, so that's C-H-A-N-I, and then mm. also I really like The Pattern. The Pattern's my favorite. Oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, and then last question before we dive in, what do you feel like is the benefit? Because I've had like my human design chart read, right? And I'm a big like, I love human design as well. I think it's really fascinating, and I think that it can really help you to learn and a lot about yourself and really just... It's like self-validation to continue doing what you're doing that feels in alignment for you. Like I have never felt so validated in my life when I got my human design chart read because I was like, oh my God, like how I feel, how I move, how I make decisions, that is right. Like it's not wrong for me. It's right for me. So what do you feel like is the benefit of getting your birth chart read? Like I feel very similar. Not just reading it off the website. That. I feel the very similarly to that kind of expression that you just shared. Mm-hmm. It's like I use astrology to understand myself, to understand mm. other people as well, to like have more self-compassion and more compassion yeah. for other people because the more that I've learned about my parents' charts, my other family members' charts, my fiancé's charts, his family's, like, friends mm. – the more that I, like, because I always ask, like, every single friend of mine, I'm like, what time were you born? And I have it all in my, like, like I be friends with you? <laughs> and then I'll, uh, I'll be hanging out with someone. I'll be like, oh, like, that's how they're demonstrating their, like, Leo mm. Mercury. Or, oh, maybe we see these things differently because we have opposite rising signs. Like, I'll just understand people. And instead of trying to change them and wish they were more like me, I'm able to yeah. understand, like, no, that's just, like, how they came into this life. And like, those are the things they have to learn. And these are the things I have to learn. So I don't really, I I mean, I am attuned to it, but I don't really use astrology as much in the sense of like, oh my God, like Venus is doing this right now. And like, you should. I couldn't do that. That'd be way too exhausting. Way too exhausting. The more that I do that or like read about it and like always know what's going on. The more that I feel like predisposed to expect certain things in my life, either positive or negative. And that doesn't really help me very much. What helps me most is like like, perfectionism. Exactly. Like we're then getting more in our head and trying to be perfect. Okay, wait. So wait, promise last question before we jump in. What are your thoughts? I'm curious on this. um, Of like certain signs are good together. Certain signs are bad together. Because for why I say this is, I mean, it depends what you read, right? But for example, I used to be like, I hate Aquariuses, like as romantically, I could never be with an Aquarius, blah, blah, blah. And my fiance is an Aquarius. And I remember telling him, I was like, 
I can't date you. Like you're an Aquarius. And he went to town finding research to prove Sag and Aquarius there. They can be an incredible duo or a really bad duo kind of thing. And we're obviously the incredible duo, but what, what's your take on certain signs are good together. Certain signs are bad together. So like I said, every single sign has a light and a shadow, right? And so I don't think that there's a good or a bad sign in general. Like people hate on certain signs. I don't do that because I know that every single sign can have a negative expression and also a really amazing expression. But when it comes to compatibility specifically, like how you're going to mesh with another sign romantically, there's so much that goes into it. Like there's a type of chart that you can look at called synastry and like that chart's going to tell you how like your charts mesh together. So it's not just sun signs. Mm. Like it's not just like, Oh, Taurus goes well with cancer or goes really bad with like X, Y, Z because typical like sites, they'll be like, Oh yeah. All the, all the fire signs mesh well with fire signs and air signs, all the water signs mesh well with earth signs. And that's like a really broad generalization. So I'll Mm. give an example. I'm a Taurus and my fiance is a Gemini. Most people would be like their neighboring signs, like one comes right off to the other. They're in opposite like polarities, like doesn't work. But mm. I have a Gemini Venus, which represents like how I show up in love and like what I like in love. And also he has a Cancer Venus and I have a Cancer Moon. And then like the mm. fifth house, which represents romance and like kind of like joy and playfulness I have my fifth house in Leo and he has a Leo moon and he has his fifth house in Taurus and I'm a Taurus. So there's all of these little things that when you really look into it, it makes complete sense mm. and you're able to see, oh, it's not just the sun. Okay. I love it. I love it. Yes. Amazing. Okay. That's so great. With that, let's jump in then. So tell me about myself. Be gentle. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so when I pulled up your chart, as I said, I literally gasped. I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. The reason why is that you have what's called a stellium in your seventh house. So a stellium is basically when you have, I believe it's four or more planets in Mm -hmm. one house or in one sign. Okay. So you have a stellium in the seventh house, but... Two of those planets are in different signs. So three of the planets are in Capricorn. One is in Aquarius. One is in Sag. But they're all in the seventh house. And so these planets are Moon, Mercury, Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune. Mm -hmm. Now, the seventh house, what it represents is romantic relationships, partnership, (laughs) and like committing to someone else. And Mm -hmm. it's ruled traditionally by Libra. So it's literally all about relationships and you literally, that's your focus. That's what you talk about. That's crazy. That's crazy. When I saw that, I was like, wow, this has never made more sense to me. So there's a lot of energy there. Like that's where a lot of your natural like thoughts and like psychology is like Mm -hmm. geared toward. It is like, how am I showing up in my romantic relationships? How can I find more like clarity and how, what can I learn from this? So a lot of energy, like literally five out of five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, like five, literally 50% of your chart's energy of the main planets are all right there. So that's the first thing. Okay. Okay. That I love it. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, a stellium is basically when you see a stellium, 
it's like okay this person is here to like mm-hmm. talk about this stuff or to like learn from this stuff and grow from this so I thought that wow. was really important I've I've never like I've done, looked at my birth chart a million times but this is why you need to have someone read it right because when you're reading it you don't you don't understand these things like I would see like so and so in seventh house I'm like what just I would literally just be like ditch the seventh house house piece piece focus on the rest of it so this is I'm learning so much already this is amazing so basically that was like the first thing that caught my eye I was like holy moly like whoa so we can dive into like those planets a little bit more but Mm-hmm. I want to backtrack a little bit. So yep. your sun, or let's start with your rising. So you have rising in Gemini. Again, mm-hmm. made so much sense to me because Gemini is all about sharing, learning, communicating, mm-hmm. and like being okay with just like being really curious. The opposite of that is Sagittarius, which is where you have your sun, right? So you have the duality of both because you have a part of you, like kind of how you approach things, how you like go into the world is like let's be curious let's learn let's ask a bunch of questions like i want to learn from a bunch of different people and be exposed to all these different perspectives and almost be like i don't know anything like learner's mindset Mm -hmm. like i just want to learn as much as i can and i want to learn from like having really cool conversations like just yes like just shooting the shit with like a bunch of different people Mm -hmm. that's like the gemini energy but Friends, if you don't already know this, I have a bunch of audio tracks that you can buy on my website. And there's ones like plenty of food reprogramming tracks, which is amazing, especially if you have some sort of binge eating issue. The plenty of food is going to be really helpful because it's going to help with the trauma response of why you're going into overeating, which is a whole other topic of conversation. But I also have amazing manifestation audios. They are so fucking good. I kind of found that with like going on walks and doing my things I would be listening to these amazing songs and I can basically be doing my own kind of guided manifestation practice in my head but a lot of you are not sure how to do it or you're not there or you just want someone else to do it for you so I basically have taken like little snippets of things that I would do with you in Queen Alchemy or in at my immersion or with one-on-one coaching or whatever it is where instead of doing you know a one hour quantum leaping DNA upgrading manifestation process I am giving you these smaller audio tracks that you can throw in throughout your day so that you can do them when you're walking you can do them when you're driving you can do them when you're getting ready for the day and they're just really upbeat because for me I need to like get into the fucking vibe and feel high vibe and like I'm dancing around to feel that excitement of the manifestations that are going to come into my life so some classical piano thing with manifestation mantras like they're just not cutting it for me if that makes sense I like to feel really activated in my body so these are going to help you manifest the things that you want because writing down your manifestations is fantastic but actually feeling them is really where the magic is at because manifestation is a somatic experience so you have to feel it in your body in order for it to come to you so if you don't already have my manifestation tracks I'm gonna put the link below and you can check them all out. I've got journaling ones so that you feel high vibe when you're journaling because that's really important. I've got walking ones. I've got getting ready for the day ones. And then I'm also going to be releasing really shortly, or they might already be out by now, but ones for driving, another one for walking. And I'm just going to really keep going because they're fun. I love making them and I love using them. So all the details for that is below. Let's jump back into the episode. But it's also, the Gemini energy is also like, 
I want to have fun. Like, I want to be, like, in this, like, freedom almost to mm-hmm. be all these different versions of myself and, like, explore all of these different things at the same time, which I saw a post you made recently and you were, like, I don't know if you were talking about yourself or you were talking about the people you wanted to watch the video, which was, like, embracing mm-hmm. being very multidimensional, which oh, the, that's, that's Gemini. that's me to a T, yes. And you know what? That's one thing that I do know that I have been told before about my birth chart, and that is that I have, like, a lot of opposites. And I have always felt like I am polar opposite. Like, for example, I'm either dressed up to the nines or I'm in sweatpants and look like no offense to homeless people, but I don't think anyone's going to be listening. It's homeless. A homeless person on the side of the road. Like there is no fucking That's middle. Gemini it, is, it is literally, sometimes my fiance is like, can you just be normal for a second? I'm either like fucking disgusting or I'm fully dressed up. And it's like, uh, like even my wardrobe is the perfect <gasps> example where I have like way too many gowns, but then I have no casual clothes, like no, just like everyday clothes. I'm like fully dressed up in like a pantsuit or I'm, not wearing anything like it's just bizarre <laughs> and that's like really because is. also the rising sign is like your body your physical appearance yeah so like yeah. that duality right there is like gemini it's like polar opposites okay. being expressed at the same time and like yep. being totally fine with that you know like enjoying when other people too like are multi-dimensional too and like appreciating that in other people i have a gemini venus and that's uh-huh. like a really important placement for me because i have a taurus sun and taurus is ruled by venus And so I identify with that a lot, just like having a lot of different sides of myself and not wanting to be boxed in to like one niche and just being like, yeah, I just talk about this one thing. And like, I just do this one thing, this one way. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I want to be able to express myself in a variety of different ways. Like that's Gemini energy. So that was the first thing I wanted to say. And at the same time, though, you have your son in Sag, which is opposite that. It's opposite your Gemini rising. Okay. And so that means that it's, or for you, it's in the sixth house. And the sixth house is all about service. So like helping other people. And I think that's like, you coach people. Like that's, again, a super obvious I like devote my life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like wanting to see results in other people because you're helping them, you're supporting them and like you're in service Mm -hmm. to others. Like that's Virgo Mm -hmm. energy. And even though your son is not in Virgo, it's in the house that is ruled by Virgo traditionally. So gotcha. the energy of like wanting to help other people, the wanting to coach other people, wanting to be in service. Mm-hmm. And at okay. the same time, like, do you feel like when you're, do you feel really connected to like wellness practices, routines, habits, like things like that? Yes. Like it, de- I definitely like change them up. But when I find something that works for me, I stick to that shit. And like, even for example, it always surprises my fiance and he's always said this there's like monica level of sorry there's normal level of productivity and commitment and then there's monica level of productivity and commitment and it's like nothing can take me away from what i'm devoted to and like helping people is the number one thing i'm devoted to and the house could be falling down and i would still be like find me a corner to take this client call (laughs) (laughs) like quite literally Yes, yes, exactly. So that's your son being in the sixth house, but it's also in Sag, Mm -hmm. which is like, you're going to be so committed. Like you want to go to the end of things. Like you don't like leaving things unfinished almost. No, 
no, like I do you would not. never want not. to like work with a client and like let them go if you don't feel like the work is not done. Oh, oh no, I hate that. I hate when that happens. Like that's why I for years like never did um, like one-off sessions. And now I have like a mini one-on-one package, which is two sessions, but still like I, I, I do that because I know that it helps people and people sometimes can't fully commit to six months, but also like it took me so long to be okay with putting that offer out there because I hate being like, there's so much more that you need to do, especially when they also know that. And I've had to really learn to be okay with like, no, you've helped them as much as you can for where they're at right now. And like when they're ready for more, they're going to come back for more. But it is so challenging for me to leave a client when they are not like 100% completed. Um, Yeah. Like really hard for me. And that's because your energy, like your vitality is, which is your, your son, is in Sag, which is this fiery, mm. like go-getter energy, but it's also like an archer. Like it's symbolized by an archer that's like pointing towards mm. like, that's the goal. And like, we're, it's almost like a feeling of like, do you ever get to that goal? Because you're always wanting to like get closer and closer and closer. And then it's almost like it feels still very far away. Yes, yes. But then it's like when you get there, you're like, okay, next. You're like, okay, we completed Wait, that's it. Less, that is me. I've, I've had to really learn. And I think a lot of us do that these days with like social media and stuff. But I've really had to learn that when I hit a goal now, it is like soak it in, integrate it, receive it, breathe in it before we just jump to the next. Because I used to be just like next, 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 next. And someone would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. I'm like, that happened a week ago. I'm on to the next. Like, I don't care about that anymore. And it was a bad habit that I was in. I had to really unlearn that habit. But I guess that's quite literally in my birth chart. Yeah. And at the same time too... When I look at your sun, right, it's in Sag, and Sag is ruled by yeah. is is ruled by Jupiter, so that takes me to your Jupiter in your chart, which then is in the like seventh house stellium that we were talking okay. about, and it's in Capricorn. So it's also like feeling like when you want to do something big, you want it to be something that's almost like leaving your legacy, which is like Capricorn, oh, yeah. and also. Mm-hmm. It's within the realm of like being one-on-one with someone, getting really deep with someone, and also like relating to just romantic relationships. Yes. Okay. Okay. This makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So diving into the stellium. So you also have your Mercury there, which is the communicating, which is how you express. So it's like when you are talking about your career, your goals, your ambitions, it's like you can like go off And also Mm. when you are communicating with someone, like you almost prefer it, I would imagine, to just be like one-on-one with that person. Like it just in a close-knit like environment, like maybe you would prefer working one-on-one with clients instead of like Mm. being in a really big group. So something how that relates is like with friends, like a friend dinner with a lot of people I really enjoy, but I find it really hard to, I find it very exhausting because I can't get deep deep conversations energize me and I can't get deep with anybody. So it's these very like surface level conversations with my friends. It's still nice to see them, but it's a completely different experience if I go to dinner with somebody one-on-one, you know, where it's like, I'm there for hours talking to them. And it's like, it's a completely different experience that I have with that person. And I leave feeling differently about our relationship than I do if I've left like a dinner party or like a group thing. Yeah. 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 And I actually, 
really relate to that and i mm. find that that like depth the craving of depth and like deep connection too is very scorpio and you have your uh, venus in scorpio so okay. and venus again representing your relationships whether it's friendships romantic relationships just like connections in your life it's like mm-hmm. wanting to be really deep like cut the bullshit cut the like how are oh God, you cut the bullshit. it's like no like, i hate it <laughs> no seriously for our wedding you know that um that game i'll be really strangers yeah. Where you like ask really okay i am set on and my fiance is all about this because he loves deep conversations too thank god i'm gonna like have that as a key part of our wedding that for our welcome party for example everyone will have their own card because i do not want anybody having small talk because it pains me to death having to do my own small talk i don't want any of my guests having to do small talk with people that they don't know so we're literally gonna have fucking card games so that people have deep questions to ask each other and they know so much about each other I love that from that like conversation yeah that's such a good idea I love that so much and yeah Yeah. I mean that's that's Venus in Scorpio and it's also in your fifth house so again fifth fifth house representing romance representing Mm. play representing lightheartedness representing like almost like also like being on a little bit more okay with doing things like your own way and like being in the spotlight like you being the focus so whether that Mm. means like you're getting really deep with someone in a playful setting. Like you're getting really deep with your friends, but you're also like laughing and like being lighthearted or Mm -hmm. within your romance, like really, really valuing Mm -hmm. that. As you said, like, Oh, me and my fiance, like we need to have deep conversations. Like we love that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's your Venus. And then the Mars that you have is in Virgo and it's in your third house. So again, Mars represents action it's like mm-hmm. what you feel passionate about. Virgo, yeah. which we, I mentioned before, is like service. It's helping people. But then it's mm. also in your third house, which is like wanting to, ta- to take action and feeling passionate about serving people through your voice, through your message, through your social media, through what you communicate, wow. which is a third house. That's crazy. Okay, so wait. So Mars is about taking action. Yeah, it's like action, passion, like what you'll feel like a strong drive to do. And what's the communication house again? It's Mercury, right? The communication house. Not house, planet. Sorry. It's, yeah, it's Mercury, but Mercury rules Virgo and it also rules Gemini. So because you have Mars in a Mercury ruled sign, which is Virgo, that's why I would say like that's already there. And then even more so, it's also in the third house, which is representative of how you communicate social media how you write how you think how you talk and so that makes a lot of sense do you also are you really like a planner with your posts like do you like have like a posting calendar or like are you like your your google calendar is like color coded and like are you just like a really like neat person I mean, with your thoughts? You know what's funny with the with the length that I've had my business for and the amount of shit that I do in it, you would think that I'd be the most organized person. This is how I am. I love organization, but I don't want to have to do it. If it's there, I will follow it, but I don't have to do it. So, but what I've realized though, as my life's gotten like busier and everything, is. I do plan my posts like for the week, right? And the more ahead I am with my planning, the better that I feel. So for example, with like my emails, like marketing emails, I'm like right now, I think four months ahead, I'm writing July emails and that makes me feel so good. I love everything being planned out. Whether it's done or not is a different story, but 
where I'm at in my business right now, and cause I have like a full team, it's good because I, it forces me to be planned because they can't do their job if I'm not planned. And I love when I am planned, if that makes sense. But even when it comes to like my relationship, my Sag, like I, like I love being spontaneous, which makes sense because of my Sagittarius energy. And I love just like random adventures and going anywhere. But what I've noticed is that because of my job and the commitment that I have to that, I also find myself getting stressed about spontaneity sometimes because if it doesn't fit my calendar, then it's too stressful. So like if it's a spontaneous random weekend, that's fine because I'm not working on a weekend. But if we want to do a spontaneous trip on a Thursday night, but I have clients on a Friday morning, that puts my fucking adrenals into a twist because it's like, is the plane going to get delayed? Is this going to happen? And then I'm going to have to cancel the, 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 the client call or whatever it is. So that I've learned that. And that definitely influences my ability to be spontaneous. And I love being organized in that sense, but I don't feel stressed if I'm not organized. Like I can do things last minute. Does that make sense? So it's like, I like being organized. Yeah. Can I, I say what I see in your chart? Not. Yes. Yes. So, okay. So when you're talking about like the traveling versus like your job, it's mm. like, again, Sag is all about like spontaneity, adventures, travel. But yeah. again, it's in your sixth house and your sixth house is representative of, like I said, like serving other people. But another symbolism of the sixth house is like your day-to-day routines and your job, like not your career, your legacy, but like your job, like what you do on a day-to-day basis. And so it's almost like that conflict, like conflicting energy of like the spontaneity pulling your son in one direction and also your commitment to serving other people and like your job in another direction. So like it's a polarity in that. I am going to give you the most basic example, the the most um, like perfect example that literally represents that. So we were in Italy the other week and there was crap snow. So we were like, let's go to like Chamonix. There was another few places that were getting dumped with snow, but we only had about two days. And then I had a bunch of client calls that I had to be like settled in Paris for, right? And we were like going to see wedding venues, et cetera. And the fatigue that I felt between the push and pull of like going on the trip, fuck it, let's go to Chamonix, like make the effort, but then also having to like be back at time. You know what I mean? Like that, that exactly what you were describing. I could not decide. We ended up like not doing anything, which was great, but I could not decide. Like it will put me in a fucking twist when I have to decide between my job and fun. I cannot decide is the issue. And like now I'm really grateful that I have a very decisive partner because he knows me well enough that he'll make the decision that he knows is actually best for me. And I'll, it'll always be the right decision. But when it was just me, I would literally be like indecision paralysis (laughs) because I couldn't make a decision. Yeah. 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 And like taking it a step further with your chart, your son also, it makes like a square to your Mars in uh, Virgo that we were just talking about in the third Uh house. And that is also opposite another placement. But what that to me represents is also like that paralysis is like, Mars is taking action. So if you're feeling stressed about your job and like what's happening in your like routine and your schedule, taking action, deciding like this is what we're going to do can feel really hard because there's a really strong part of you that like just is so committed to service and committing to like what is already scheduled Mm. almost. And like it's that push and that pull. That's what a square is. It's like a tension. That is me. (laughs) That is me. Does it, this might be a TMI question, but does it impact Nothing your digestion TMI. when you're like oh, really yeah. stressed? If I'm stressed, I won't be able to shit. Like I'm like, I am a 
to the minute kind of on, I'm a very regular pooer, right? And when I wake up and if I haven't pooed, I know that there is like some stress tension. My, my body will show stress very easily. Some people like will hide stress and like, you won't really know they're stressed. Oh, I will know that I'm stressed. I will get like rashes under my armpit, bad digestion. Like it's, it's a thing. Yeah. My body has no problem communicating to me when I'm stressed. (laughs) And that's because, again, your sun is in the house ruled by Virgo, and then you also have your Mars in Virgo. So it's like Virgo represents the intestines. Like, it represents our gut. Mm. So a lot of the times when people have some placement that's strong in the sixth house, I always, like, wonder what the relationship with digestion is, especially from what we were just talking about regarding that push and that pull and that, like, stressor. So Oh, yeah. It's like – it's – like clockwork when I'm stressed. Oh, here comes the constipation, you know? And so I've had to like, really, that's been the number one thing that I've had to work on over the years is control over my nervous system. And that's also why I'm then so passionate about it because for most people, they would get very, I've had my friends that have kids be like, honestly, Monica, motherhood's going to be a fucking piece of cake for you because you do so much and you don't get stressed out about it. But I've had to learn that. I've had to learn to keep my nervous system so calm that now, for example, in those states of tension, it won't fully upset my digestion. Like I know all the things to do to keep my body relaxed and moving smoothly, but it used to like throw me off when I would be in those stressful um, moments. Like I swear to God, it would take years off my life and now it, it's fine. But, um, I know that I'm not the only person with that. Friends, I'm quickly interrupting the episode for some vital information. So if you are a female business owner and you don't want to burn yourself out, you don't want to have to hustle to achieve success and you want to be able to feel like you can truly embody feminine leadership, then you need to join the feminine CEO. This program encompasses everything that you could imagine and more from the last five years of my business. And I personally think that is pretty special. Like what business courses seriously have that much information for all different kind of walks and transitions and phases of your business. Not many, right? It is suitable for everyone and it will take your business from just being okay to being a well-oiled machine. The best bit is that I am currently updating the videos, which will mean that a By about September, if not earlier, of 2023 this year, you will have a whole new library of chic, beautiful, and of course, very entertaining modules for you to step your business up to a whole new level so that you really have that masculine structure with the beautiful feminine flow because I am a genius and gun at it. And without that masculine structure, you cannot have the feminine flow. And as you guys know, when I'm saying masculine structure in your business, I'm not saying all these hectic strategies and emails funnels or anything like that, you'll see inside exactly what I mean. And it feels so fucking supportive. Additionally, oh, Jelly's joining. See, I said entertaining. (laughs) Additionally, you also get a one-on-one with me that you'll be able to use in the three months post your purchase. And you will also be getting a a Loom video from me, which is like a screen video recording where I will give your social media and your website a bit of an audit so that that can also be elevated too. The most important piece that you guys have heard me talk about a million times over and over is the healing component so that you can actually show up in your business and have the visibility and the success and the growth that you desire. And the beautiful thing about the Feminine CEO is that with 
with that one-on-one and also with the modules that are in the feminine CEO, that healing component is there for you, which is often, if not always, the missing piece of so many other business courses, masterminds, programs that are out there. There is a payment plan available as well, and you can get stuck into it and start implementing everything right now. So the details are below. You can click that. You can click the button. You can join now. I will see you soon, and you can start implementing everything in your business starting in the next 10 minutes and seeing the success happen immediately. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, out of curiosity, what are some of the things that help you the most? Okay. Taking lots of magnesium before I go to bed a hundred percent. Um, I travel a lot and I, one of the number one things is no matter what, I have to do the same morning routine, like a, a very basic version of it when I'm traveling. I don't have a strict morning routine, but for example, so I'll get up like always much earlier than I actually have to like leave the house for or whatever green tea and like I'll sit in bed and either or in at, at our house I'll sit in my office because I have a little like section there so I'm not distracted by my fiance but um I'll have green tea I'll either journal meditate write some emails do some writing read a book whatever I'll do something whilst I'm having my green tea and then Pilates and if I have my green tea and my Pilates and the, just those simple three steps my poo is fine. But as soon as I'm like rushing out the door, trying to get on a plane, not having enough time in the morning, it like, it wakes me up with stress and I'm sleeping with stress because I'm sleeping. So like I try if I can to not book really early morning flights because it will throw my digestion off for like two, three days because my body is worried that I won't be able to sleep. Um, and I actually learned this because I, I used to take client calls at 6am in the morning. Don't even ask me why, because I was, when I was living in Australia, like the time difference was so bad. So I'd have to get up really early. And I didn't realize until I was living in America where I would wake up panicked at 2am that I wasn't sleeping well because I was so worried about sleep. Here's my commitment to my job. I was so worried about sleeping through my alarm and missing a client call or being late to a client call. So yeah, the morning routine is really important for me. Um, I love ginger shots. I make ginger shots all the time. I feel like that really helps. Um, also, uh, like I don't need any gluten. I don't need any dairy. I don't need any vegetable oils, like super low inflammatory diet. But besides even the food stuff, the number one thing for me has been, um, feeling like I have control over my body's response and reaction to things, especially being a double fire. I've always identified with being a very reactive person, very hot headed, like very, very fiery. And it was to my detriment because I was, it really was just like a trauma response. I never knew how to control my reactions to things. So I would get so fired up and then I'd be like pooped for the rest of the day. I would wipe myself out from the stress of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really was bad for my body anyway. So now I can like be in a really stressful situation or I can be in a really like intense confronting, whatever, like high pressure situation. And I'm completely fine for the rest of the day. And for most people, they'd be knocked out from that for the rest of the day. But it has been about me developing a strong relationship with my nervous system. Wow. Amazing. I really yeah. love that. And again, Virgo, not only about service is a lot about wellness. It's a lot about like mm. routines and self-care and all that, which is your Mars right there. And then okay. it's also your Mars is opposite your um, Saturn, which is in the ninth house in Aries, which again, is that like, like we we're just talking about being a little bit hot headed, being a little bit yep. 
you know, I mean, I, I'm an Aries rising, Aries Mercury, Aries Jupiter. Like, I have a lot of Aries <laughs> in me. Shit. <laughs> um, so I definitely have learned a lot from that sign. But yeah, it's also just like such a cool placement for you because it's in the very top of your chart. It's in a house that's ruled by like knowledge and wisdom. She's a ninth house and travel, okay. obviously. Okay. So that's a big part of your chart in so many different ways. And it obviously is like a lived out experience. And then the yeah. Saturn too, when it represents like discipline though. So it's like, even mm. when you're traveling, like you are learning because it's in zero degrees, you're learning to embody discipline. You're like learning to show up in discipline with taking action, with making choices, with being more decisive because you have all that like seventh house, which can make you really mm. indecisive. It's like the Saturn in Aries in the ninth is like, no, but like we're here to learn how to like make decisions, especially regarding like where we want to go, the aspirations we have and like interesting how we want to show up in the world. Wow. That's, I love this. I love this. Okay. And then the last thing I want to say about your chart, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome and again makes so much sense, is your North Node. So you mentioned that you already kind of know yeah, a little bit about, about North this. Node. Yeah. But the North Node, what it represents in our chart is where we're supposed to go, right? Our South okay. Node, which is opposite that, is like where we've been. It's like what we're already familiar with, like our comfort okay. zone. And then our North Node is what we're not so comfort- comfortable with. And what we're here to learn, to embody, to grow mm-hmm. from that feels a little bit uncomfortable. So the first mm-hmm. element of your North Node placement is that it's the North Node is in Libra, the South Node is in Aries. The second mm-hmm. element of that is that because your South Node is in Aries and it's in your ninth house, it's like you're also already very comfortable and familiar from past lives and like in general with traveling, being in like a bunch of different environments, which is the ninth house. It's Sagittarius ruled. It's like travel and like I want to see all these different cultures like that feels so comfortable Mm. to you that's like I mean this is like almost like something's very obvious for you that you like want or seek or just like are familiar with what you're not Uh so familiar with is the third house energy which is like let me be in my like neighborhood like let me make friends in like my nearby environment like let me just like be home and like be okay with having this like coffee shop in my like in my (laughs) like that's the uncomfortable (laughs) I don't even know what to say for like, this is me to a T. We're like flying back from Paris and I'm like, babe, I can't wait to go to Rome with you. He's like, we haven't even fucking gotten back into America. Like what the hell? But I love change and I love travel. Like I, I, as soon as I'm at home for too long, I'm like, all right, we need to go somewhere. Um, and so maybe it's like, I actually need to learn to be at home for a long period of time and find the joy. And I find the joy in that, but I think I need to find like almost like the expansion in it in a way rather than needing to always travel for expansion. I wonder if there's a lot of expansion in me just like gardening on a Sunday and like baking and doing and like all learning those a little things. bit more from that too. And the second mm. layer to that too, is that it's in Libra. So it's like your romantic relationship is what's going to teach you that like, Oh, the more that you grow in the relationship, the more you're going to feel okay with just like, it doesn't matter where we are. Like, even if we're home, it can still feel really exciting. I would be so fascinated to know all about, um, 
my fiance's chart because he is like a home, like he loves to travel and he loves change as well, but he can be a homebody. Like he's not a social butterfly. He could be literally at home for a whole week and not leave the house. And he's so fucking happy. Whereas for me, like, you know, I lived in New York. I was out five nights a week, seeing everybody always throwing parties. Whereas I'm more of like, I like to be social. And I, and so it's almost like he's teaching me what my North node needs. Yes, exactly. Because it's in Libra and Libra is your romantic relationship. So that's one thing. And then the last layer to it is that it's also in your third house, which I said is like the neighborhood, like local environment. But what the third house also represents, which we already talked about is how you express and how you communicate. So it's like, you're also here to expand and to grow from how you show up on social media, from sharing ideas. And maybe the more that you also like curate your office and curate your home Mm. space and like also feel settled where you are in your like local environment the more it's gonna flow which i think you're writing a book right yeah 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 Yeah, you're gonna be able we're in like the draft yeah so now it's like okay like i imagine that like to write that book like you also had to be a little bit more centered in like oh i did i couldn't be i had to be like at I had to, my whole thing with like writing that was like, yeah, I needed to be like at home for a whole month. Like no one fucking disturbed me kind of thing. Um, I'm exactly. like very sensitive to my environments, but wow. Especially for makes, your words to flow out, which is the Yes. But I mean, I feel like this makes sense. Like for everybody, most people are going to find that they can thrive more when they're actually settled in their environment. It sounds like for me, it's like the opposite of what my chart wants or like what I want. And so hence, it's like the biggest thing that I have to learn. It's like naturally, there's, there's a lot of, you said like a lot of polarity in your chart because there's this polarity between like being in service to other people and being really committed to your job, but then also wanting fun and adventure and play. And then also wanting to express and communicate and take Mm. action and be in your wellness vibes. But maybe that requires being home a little bit more than traveling. So it's like learning to find the balance between all of those polarities, which is a lot of what our charts always show. It's like between this polarity, how can I find the in in between? How can I express both in a healthy way? This has like left me with so much pondering and reflection to do this weekend. I'm so with the whole home thing. I'm like, wow, this is, I feel like this is my new thing to grow into of like expansion from home. No, Cause I'm always like, I expand when I'm traveling, which when I think about it and it's kind of aligned with everything I talk about, that's not sustainable long-term because how can I be a mom with toddlers and traveling all the time? And if I have that expectation of I only expand when I'm traveling, it's going to make me then get more stressed from being at home all the time. Cause I'll feel like I can't expand. So this is something that like, I really have to learn right now. Which is then tuning into your Saturn in Aries in the ninth house, which is a house that rules travel is like, how can you find how can you almost like be disciplined with your impulse, which is mm. Aries? How can you be disciplined, Saturn, with the impulse, Aries, to want to book the next trip, like when you just landed? Like, yeah. how can you be disciplined with that impulse and just be very like self-aware of like timing and like being like, oh my gosh, I can travel and see so much of the world, but does it have to be right now? Right now. This is so good. So good. Okay. So to come back to you, um, this has been amazing, Carolina. Thank you so much. There's something definitely for everybody in this episode. Like even if your chart is completely different to mine, I think what's beautiful is that we look, when we learn about other people, sometimes it allows us to reflect about ourselves and little things can get triggered. Mm -hmm. So I feel like even though you might have a 
you know, a double cancer and an Aquarius as your, as your like uh, top three, there's probably still so much that you can reflect on and learn from today's amazing conversation. Thank you. So coming back to you and like the whole topic of discipline and um, wellness habits and whatnot, I know you are all about your self-care and wellness and your habits and you're really, you know, you share this a lot on your Instagram and social media. What do you feel like are three of the biggest um, like routines, discipline habits that have made the biggest impact in your life? I think the first one that comes to mind is mindfulness, especially meditation Mm. and breath work. I started meditating three years ago, but I've had a lot of different ebbs and flows with my journey with it. But I have found that like when I'm really consistent with it and when I show up for it, no matter what, I feel so much more grounded and like I'm able to handle challenges so much better, like the nervous system regulation again. And so I always recommend the app open because they have a lot of really cool like breath work and meditation audios that you can do and they play like kind of cool music it's not like the traditional like typical meditation music in the back so especially with breath work i've gotten Mm. really into breath work because of this app so that's one thing also Mm. movement i Mm. have had a toxic relationship with exercise in the past like many many years ago uh, which Mm. was very tied to having like a disordered relationship with my body and with food and all of that but i have realized that exercise to me is like it's the endorphins it's the like feeling of like a release it's the processing of stagnant energy it's like the mental element for me that Mm -hmm. is so special and that's why being consistent with movement to me as well is such a game changer yeah and then the last thing that I I mean I love and anyone who looks into my page will know is food and just like (laughs) cooking really yummy food and so I feel like for me like nourishing my body and having a balanced relationship with eating as well is really important. So I focus on eating primarily like unprocessed foods, a lot of vegetables, mm-hmm. a lot of protein, like just mm-hmm. getting that balance there, like making a bowl that has all the macronutrients, making sure I have the healthy fats and the carbs as well, and like the fiber, but also having balance with that and learning that if I'm traveling and I want to have a drink and if I want to have the dessert in this country that I'm probably not going to come back to. Yeah, many, like many if you're in like, Italy, please eat the gelato. Yeah, it's like, like I, I, I literally went on a fucking manhunt in Paris to find some gelato because I was like, it's my last day. I'm getting more gelato. <laughs> exactly. It's like that's so important too. So that's something I've had to learn. Like I can tend towards extremes a lot of the times. Mm. Um, and so something I've had to really, really learn in my own journey is finding that healthy balance and letting go of that like restriction. So Mm -hmm. I was just in Lisbon and in Spain, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have the like Portuguese custard tarts. Like, yeah, I'm going to have the wine, you know, I'm here and I'm on vacation. So learning to find that for myself has been really game changing. I love that. That's amazing. Are there any last words that you want to leave anyone listening about astrology or about wellness or about like anything that you feel like is on your heart that you want to be sharing with women that would really help them today, this week? Yeah. I feel like the most important thing that I want to share is the more, and it kind of ties to the episode, the more you get Mm -hmm. to know yourself and understand Mm -hmm. yourself and understand your light and your shadow, like the parts of you that aren't you know perfect as well as like your really amazing qualities that like only you have and only you express in the way that you do like the more you fall in love with that and the more you learn about it whether it's through astrology journaling inner work 
human design, whatever tool you choose, the more you do that, the more you're going to grow and the more you're going to find strength in your relationship to yourself and the more Mm. connected to yourself and what you want you're going to feel. Because it's really easy to look around at what everyone else is doing and what works for that person and oh that person posted in this way like let me go copy that or like mm-hmm. oh this person is doing this in their relationship like let me go like do that in mine or expect that from mine it's mm-hmm. really important for us to stop looking around so much at what everyone else is doing we can get inspired and maybe mm-hmm. again as you said it's going to mirror back to us things we want to work on or learn more about or work or just mm-hmm. like deepen our relationship with but ultimately going within which is why my podcast is called Inner Growth, going within Mm. and really understanding and diving into your relationship with who you are, how you show up, being really self-accountable and self-responsible to yourself, that's what's going to give you the true change that you're probably wanting in life. Amen. We need to stop trying to be like everybody else and just focus on being our best selves and what works for us doesn't need to work for somebody else. What works for somebody else does not need to work for us. I always think like if you're trying to be like somebody else, it might give you like massive growth on a graph overnight, but then you're going to come plummeting down and be burnt out for three weeks. And that's not going to get you where you want to go as quickly than if you were slow and sustainable in a way that actually suits your body. I am all for sustainability, especially when we see online, like people that just like, you know, these like successes overnight, like this bullshit that we're told, um, or we're led to believe. And I'm like, if you had success overnight, amazing. So happy for you. And having slow, sustainable success, most of the time actually leads to more success and more like ease with the success which to me, especially being a woman, like our nervous systems need the ease. We don't need like the ups and downs, the highs and lows, that stress. We're not made for that. Exactly. It's so important to find habits that we can keep up with because we are fed, as you said, this narrative of overnight success, do this. And like, you're going to have a flat tummy in like two weeks or whatever it is. It's like, uh uh-uh. Yeah. What can you do every day that you're actually going to enjoy, that you're actually going to look forward to, that's going to be easy to implement into your life so that you can actually Mm -hmm. do it over time? Because the times that I've worked with clients, a pattern over and over that I kept seeing is this perfectionistic mindset, is a zero to 100 tendencies of, I have to do everything perfect, I have to be loved, and Mm -hmm. like I have to showcase this perfect version of me. Or if I fuck up, like if I do one thing wrong, I'm failing and I'm dropping it and whatever why did I even try yeah and that's not yeah like, that's not sustainable like that's not embodying like a sustainable like lifestyle and wellness mindset so finding agreed, the little agreed. things is where it's at it's always like that phrase of like what you know like what exercise should I do the exercise that you do like that's the best exercise yeah. to do or like how like how often like what what meditation should I do the meditation that you will do like that is then the best because you're actually going to do it and it's going to stick rather than it sticking for three days. <laughs> exactly. You know? you know, those books that like those like, and you have to remember that a lot of these like ridiculous strict habits, they're made by men for men. We exactly. aren't men. Like we don't have a 24 hour cycle. We need to change shit up. Like what I want to do in my morning when I'm ovulating is completely different to when I'm in my luteal phase and we need to embrace that. Exactly. And sometimes you know, yeah. those changes are going to be like one day you're feeling one way, the next day you're feeling completely different because you just changed Correct. parts in your cycle, yeah. your hormones dipped, your hormones went up. Like yep. 
it's really important to be in tune with those changes and find the things that like you can be consistent with but also being flexible within that like yes maybe you know do you want to be consistent with exercise but do you have to do the same workout every day no just do the ones that you feel called to do in that day and the ones that you will do at the end of the day like you said Agreed. Agreed. I love it. Thank you so much, Carolina, for being here and for sharing your incredible wisdom about astrology. Can you let everybody know where they can find you and obviously what they should do if they want a reading from you? Because this has been amazing. Yes, of course. So I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I loved this conversation. I love talking about astrology. It's such a passion of mine. And so if anyone wants to book a session with me, they can find it on my stand store. I will send you the link to my stand store so you can drop that in the description. And then also if they want to connect more with me, they can listen to my podcast at Inner Growth everywhere you stream your podcasts. And I also have my Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at the Carolina Lifestyle. And there's also an Instagram for the podcast, innergrowth.co. Amazing. So many good places people to go to. Thank you so much. 